What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Sweat Local Podcast, brought to you by Movement Strength. My name is Isaac, and today I am actually joined by my two amazing partners, Mr. Will Hogendorn and Luke Amaral. Thanks for joining today, guys. Anna. Thanks for having us. <laughs> it's, not, it's not having you. This is our podcast. You're just on it, man. It's oh. exciting times. I always feel like a guest. No, 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 no. Okay, so um, we're going to get right to it and talk about pretty much what the title of this podcast is, which is the class structure at Movement Strength and a little bit more about uh, some of the programs that we offer and the programming within some of our class types. So it's, it's actually crazy to think, but um, when we first opened up, we didn't necessarily have a CrossFit affiliate. Everybody just knew us as Movement Strength, and I don't really think anything's changed today. Everyone refers to us as Movement Strength, not what our CrossFit title is. Um, and I remember before our classes were called CrossFit, it was actually functional movement. You guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Capital F-U-N. I remember it took so long to come up with these names. Like, what, what are we going to call them? And they're like, I know, functional movement. And it sounded like such a good idea back then. But hindsight's twenty twenty. That was a pretty horrible name. Uh, but regardless, we became a, uh, a CrossFit affiliate. And um, it, was, it was fun times. The reason we wanted to affiliate was, you know, we have backgrounds in CrossFit and uh, we kind of wanted to spread that with our community. So we were an affiliate for about a year and a half. And that sort of brought us to where we are today. Yeah. And let me also say just real quick, we wanted to affiliate um, because, like I said, we all had uh, experience with CrossFit and there's a lot of great positives from a CrossFit program in terms of people when they hear about it, they have a rough conception of what CrossFit means, general training, running, rowing, biking, weight training, gymnastics. So there were a lot of reasons why we wanted to do it. Yeah, and I mean, in actual reality, the majority of people, including myself sometimes, today for example, I forgot what our actual CrossFit affiliate name is. Um, so just because we're a CrossFit affiliate, it doesn't just mean, you know, we call our classes CrossFit. Uh, you actually have a name of your business in, in terms of like what your CrossFit name is and ours is CrossFit 226 226 because it's one of the area codes for London um, but I always forget and I know our members forget because when it comes to the open Luke will get a bunch of messages like uh it's asking for an affiliate name and I type in movement strength and nothing's coming up but guy, it's, it's 226 yeah and I mean also over the course of our like one and a half two years as an affiliate um, we've seen this kind of two-dimensional uh, what I think we could say is like disservice to people which is there are the really hardcore CrossFitters who come in who are expecting a barbell workout every single day like puking in the bathrooms working really hard um, right always doing kipping pull-ups heavy lifting every single day and they come to us because we're labeled CrossFit and then they find out that we're not that hardcore CrossFit gym and they're mm -hmm. kind of disappointed, right? They feel like misled or something or that or that we are not living up to the CrossFit name. Yeah. But then we also, on the other hand, have people who are really unsure about CrossFit or have heard bad things when there's also many, many great things. And for us to even just have them try our program is a huge barrier because they have this kind of like negative mindset of CrossFit. So we kind of had these two disservices going on of not catering to the people who are like really, really into it. And then also making it a barrier for people who would be a great fit for a gym. It's just hard for them to get into it. And so 
for us, we just feel that uh, to reaffiliate doesn't make a lot of sense um, mm -hmm. because uh, the people who enjoy our classes and how we do our programming, um, nothing would change without us having a CrossFit. It'd be the exact same. Yeah, I mean, nothing changed from when we went from functional movement to, to CrossFit. Yeah, like Luke was doing the programming at that time and uh, like say like the week before we were affiliated and the week after we were affiliated, Luke had no changes in his actual programming, right Luke? That's right. Yeah, no, I mean, it was virtually the exact same thing. And I would say that there's probably about half of the people in our gym that still don't know that we're a CrossFit <laughs> affiliate and won't even realize that we're not reaffiliating and yeah. what that change means. Um, but no, the reality is, is that when we move forward and, and we move forward as just movement strength and we bring ultimate clarity to the to the vision of this uh, of this gym, uh, people won't notice the difference uh, in the culture of the gym and the community of the gym and how we run our classes or coach our classes. Everything will still be the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not like we're just trying to say that, guys, guys, it's going to be the same. It actually will be <laughs> the way we program, the movements we program. Um, like you said, the culture of the of the space, everything's the same. It's just literally the name we use because we like it for marketing. Yeah, we do like to appeal to that crowd. Um, we like a lot of things about it. Yeah, no, and it's uh, you know just to be very very open and honest with you guys. Um, when you are a CrossFit affiliate, it's not like I just you know send a message up to the CrossFit world and I'm like, yo, we want to be an affiliate, can we? And they're like, yeah, go ahead, use our name. Uh, we have to pay them quite a large sum of money each year to just say CrossFit. And when we weigh the pros and cons out, you know, seeing that it doesn't give us the right to use a specific type of program, all it allows us to do is just use that name. So rather than paying whatever amount of money it is, what we're going to do is actually just reinvest it in our gym and get some more equipment for you guys. So when we talk about, you know, maybe getting some new assault bikes, maybe some other fancy new toys that you guys are going to see really shortly. So, yeah. And even, sorry, I feel like I keep saying this, but to further that point, no, I love it. Do it. Um, the CrossFit affiliate membership that we pay for, which is expensive, they don't offer any support, any direction or any real education for us. And I'm serious. They give us nothing. Mm -hmm. All we get is just the ability to use the name CrossFit and we get nothing in terms of help or direction or guidance. Um, and this is why, um, some CrossFit gyms uh, program completely different than other ones because CrossFit gyms are allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. There's no kind of structure they have to follow. Um, but because of that, we're kind of left in this exchange feeling like, well, what are we really getting out of this? Yeah. Because if we weren't named CrossFit, it'd be the exact same gym. Yep. Yep. And by all, sorry, go ahead, Luke. I was just going to say, and I think if we were aligned <coughs> in what a more traditional CrossFit facility would offer then it would make complete sense yeah because the people who were coming into our doors to receive a certain product or service um, that would be in alignment with what they're looking for but when they come in and as will mentioned they're in a lot of ways either confused because uh, although our i believe our programming is is really really good uh, and so is our coaching and you would probably feel like you're in a crossfit affiliate if you were yep. here um, it still doesn't live up to their to their need, and then of course it confuses the others. So it's just you know why why move forward with that corporation when it doesn't align with our values and, and where we're driving our gym. Yeah, and what's kind of cool as well, and we've we've always sort of done this since we've existed is um, culture and people being a good cultural fit is really important to us. That's why we have consultations before someone does their first class. Like we want to actually meet them, get to know a little bit about them, get to know about bit about their goals as well. If someone comes in and we can tell that like 
you know, they want to do a ton of wads with barbell cycling and kipping handstand push-ups and kip- kipping butterflies as a part of the program. We'll tell them point blank, like, do you know what? That's not really how we do things here. I'm not saying it's bad. We're not saying it's good. It's just not what we do. And we have no issue recommending other amazing CrossFit gyms within London. And that won't really stop. If we have someone here that maybe, you know, we feel wants a, a change of pace, we'll recommend some of our, our partners. I don't want to look at them as competitors. Yeah. So all that being said, we're not going to reaffiliate in February and we're going to change the, the class names. That's right. So we are changing the class names. And this is what makes me excited. Um, we've, we toyed around with a, a bunch of different names. And uh, at the end of the day, rather than trying to get cute, we're just keep it nice and simple. Um, we already have one class called Build. And in Build, it's all about, you know, building strength. You're going to be lifting things. You're going to be squatting, pressing, all those types of movements. Um, so that won't change. We will have Build. We will then have another class, which is called Sweat 45. Right now, for people who are members at Movement Strength, Sweat 45 is currently called Movements 45. So we're just switching Movements 45 to Sweat 45. That class will just be a 45-minute sweaty class, hence the name Sweat 45. Crazy. Right? Mind-blowing. Yeah. Right, right? And then guess guess what? When we have a class that's a mix of both Sweat and uh, and Build, we're going to call it build and sweat. So Boom. simple. That's it, right? <laughs> so rather than having CrossFit or CrossFit Foundations, we're going to have build and sweat. Build will remain the same. And then sweat 45 will take over as the movements 45 classes. So that schedule will go live in February. So February 1st or whatever yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say February 1st. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but whatever the beginning yeah, of the week is. Yeah, I think it's February 3rd, but it's okay. Is it? I yeah. feel like I need to pull it up so there's not confusion. So you guys are just going to have to wait two seconds as I pull up the blah, blah, blah. Okay, so we will say, yes, you nailed it, February 3rd. So February 3rd, our new schedule will go live. Uh, we do have some additions as well, some uh, some different classes happening at different times, um, but nothing out of the ordinary. Like there, we haven't really switched anything from our core classes. Um, so we will have Sweat 45, Build and Sweat, Build, Ladies Movement will still be there, Human Movement will still be there, Weightlifting will still be there, okay? So this is kind of the, the, the end of the portion where we talk about the structure of our classes. But what I want to talk about now with, with Luke and Will, especially because they're like the programming masterminds uh, behind the majority of programs that we run here, um, is just their thoughts on programming. And yes, I realize I've just said programming about 35,000 times in like a 20 second period. Uh, but Luke, yeah, let, let me know. What's your thoughts on, uh, on programming and movement strength? Yeah, so I guess talking about where it started and then kind of where we're driving the bus. Initially, when I started programming for CrossFit, I mean, this goes years back, but my, you know, my main thought process goes back to like CrossFit hybrid competitive. That's where, you know, you and I, Isaac, would have like initially met um, back on the mount. And when we were programming for CrossFit hybrid competitive, like if you just read that name out, CrossFit hybrid competitive, (laughs) it was a focus on competition. Uh, The programming saw lots and lots and lots of barbell work, lots of skill, heavy work. Uh, So if you would go into that 
class, although in a lot of ways that wasn't traditional CrossFit either, you would have felt like, yeah, this is this is CrossFit. This is more traditional CrossFit based on what we saw. And over time, uh, what we realized is that we don't serve uh, a competitive CrossFit population. We mm-hmm. serve the general public. And so the general public isn't served well by doing uh, Olympic weightlifting every single day. They're not served well by doing kipping pull-ups every other day and toe to bar every other day. Uh, so we saw a better strength and conditioning um, model that we could employ. And what's really interesting too, and I don't know if I, I feel like I've came to this realization more more recently. Um, I think a lot of the times people assume if I want to be competitive and be a really good CrossFitter, I just need to go to a more competitive CrossFit gym, where that's not the case. If you're a competitive CrossFitter, what you're doing is a program that's actually been designed specifically for you. Because if you're competitive, that means you have certain holes that need to be filled, and the best way to do that is through actually having a dedicated coach. So, um, yeah, it was almost like we just kept on chasing our tails, being like, all right, well, we need this program to be more competitive, so let's do barbell cycling and this and that, and then we're driving away the majority of people who actually just want to work out and sweat. Yeah, or even to go on that specific point, um, there's people who would do, say, whether it's the hybrid competitive program or another, um, and who would have that competition mindset and would go years without being able to do a muscle up Yeah, because the competition program or the, the program is broad. Um, and so it doesn't serve that person with the comp, the competitive mindset to actually get better at the stuff they want to get better at. Mm-hmm. They need individual programming for that. So true. So when you think of our, our programming specifically, how do you feel it's evolved over the past two years? So back when, you know, we first opened functional movement and, you know, from CrossFit to build and sweat, what has the journey been of our program? Yeah, so I think even when we started, there was still maybe a little bit of uh, let's try to do that kind of competitive CrossFit model. But then over time, we quickly realized that that wasn't serving the population in that what we wanted to be able to do was steer clear away from injuries as much as as possible. They're going to happen regardless. But of course, we want to do everything that we can to uh, avoid them. Uh, We wanted to make sure that people were balanced more than anything. We wanted to bring in progression. So we got rid of, you know, a model that was like constantly varied and always high intense, uh, always high intensity. And, you know, that's where, uh, that's where bringing in specific intervals and having people focus on pacing and percentages and output, uh, and the things that are going to make them more balanced and more functional outside of the gym. Because like, listen, at the end of the day, I believe that for the majority of the population, what they're doing in this facility should uh, allow them to live a more fuller life a more you know and benefit more from their life as opposed to as opposed to someone um, as opposed to someone who is you know constantly getting broken down and it's actually taking away from them they're like always depleted uh, you know they're always feeling you know really really tired and fatigued from the workouts um, so that's been uh, that's been a big shift for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool uh, I actually just posted um, something on the social medias today about like overtraining and what that looks like. And I think, you know, our, our program does a really, really good job of ensuring people aren't overtraining and they're working all those different areas and energy systems that we feel make them a more healthy human being. So when we look at a program like um, Human Movement, I know that's very much Will's baby. What 
<laughs> what? It's true. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Uh, anyways, when we look at something like human movement, what like if if someone comes in, what's your best way of explaining what human movement actually is? Well, the reason why I shake my head is because there's only one class now. <laughs> so I wouldn't really call it human movement anymore, like, although we just keep that for simplicity. It's really just now a flexibility class. Um, and so it's just designed to help people with flexibility. But um, and I, I say this to people all the time, which uh, actually goes back to what we said earlier about uh, competitive CrossFitters in a class, which is it's going to provide general results for people and not specific progress. Mm-hmm. So if you come to this class, it's going to give you the tools that if you apply, you will make progress, especially if you do them daily or four times a week. But if you just come to this class once a week, it's not gonna make a difference yeah. long-term. And it might not be everything that you need. It's a general class. And so when I build a program, I'm trying to build a program that can accommodate many people of many abilities, um, right? Like new to training, old to training, overweight, underweight, flexible, inflexible, um, f- like fluent with training, completely unfluent. So the the program is, is uh, broad, but it's generally for flexibility development. Okay, perfect. And what about build? So I know build is a newer class to, I guess, our, our structure, but um, the feedback we've got is, is really positive, and I, I think it's only going to get more popular and, and bigger as uh, as we continue to have the class. But what is your, your thoughts around the build program? Who is that program really for? Yeah, so build, I would say, is... Uh, best served but not only served for newer people to training and new does not mean six months does not mean six weeks into training new means six months to a year into your fitness yeah Um, but this is about uh, hypertrophy so building muscle mass exhibiting more muscle mass as well as building strength which is the ability to use your muscle mass they're very different things right I could have someone who's 135 pounds and is really strong I could have someone who's 185 pounds, same height, and not very strong. Um, and so there's a difference. And we want both in that class. We want the size and we want the strength. Um, the movements uh, are a little more uh, simple in that they're not Olympic weightlifting. Mm-hmm. They're not uh, gymnastics movements like kipping handstand push-ups. Um, but they are classic tried-and-true strength movements that have worked for decades to get people stronger. Squats, deadlifts, and all kinds of variations of those movements RDLs, presses, push-ups, pull-ups. Um, in a lot of ways, it can look like a bodybuilding program too. Mm-hmm. So you already kind of touched upon this, but I was just going to ask, so what type of movements will people not really see in a build class? Yeah, you wouldn't see conditioning uh, style workouts. So not necessarily movements, but you wouldn't see the uh, the build of the class to be AMRAPs, yeah. EMOMs, uh, conditioning pieces where you're on a bike for 15 minutes. It's um, sets and repetitions three to five sets built around building muscle mass. There's rest periods throughout the class. It's not a high heart rate class. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then I'll, I'll touch base on uh, Olympic weightlifting. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll coach some Olympic weightlifting classes as well as Mike and Justin. And, you know, the one thing I always tell people, because we will have some individuals going into that class and trying to lift really heavy uh, when they don't really do like just Olympic weightlifting as a sport is that class is really intended to make you a better Olympic weightlifter. All right. So what I mean by that is you're not going in there and using that hour to like set a snatch PR or a clean and jerk PR. We're going to make sure that you're actually snatching properly with great technique um, or your, you know, your dip in your jerk is really solid. So um, if you want to learn the sport of Olympic weightlifting, 
or work on one of those specific movements, that's the perfect class for you to go and attend. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be some some pulls, so some deadlift type movements. There'll be some squats, front squat, back squat. Uh, but like, a lot of people always shy away from that program because they don't think, you know, they have the mobility or the the capacity to do those type of movements. And what's cool is since it is a smaller class, it's easy for us to adapt some of those movements and scale accordingly. So um, if it always if it's something that you've always wanted to try out go to a class like I think of Brianna right she joined two years ago now um, and like at first I think she was really attracted to the human human movement classes because her background was yoga and she thought it was the same it's not but uh, we we finally got her to go out and try an Olympic weightlifting class and I actually don't think she's tried another class since she just kind of sticks around in there and absolutely loves it so um, do yourself a favor and uh, try out some of these different classes. When it comes to ladies movement, and you guys can touch base on this as well and fill in the blanks that I'm probably gonna miss, um, but with, with ladies movement, it really is just a really good strength and conditioning program that focuses a little bit more on high intensity interval training. Um, and the biggest thing is in the title of the name, ladies movement is just for ladies. So I'm not necessarily gonna be training in that class. Yeah. So the ladies program, like you said, uh, it does have high intensity intervals, um, but the program is is made so that there's strength phases too. So there might be a couple weeks where it's uh, more of a strength focused day, but done in a circuit style to kind of keep you moving and keep your heart rate up, um, so that not every class you're coming to it's uh, like rah 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 for 40 minutes, yeah, uh, long intense workout. Uh, it does change; it's all over the map. Um, there's like glute design workouts, there's hypertrophy again. Hypertrophy means building muscle mass design workouts. Uh, it's all over the place. Cool, cool. Um, so this is kind of where I want to actually take the conversation is just exactly what you said, where there's phases and there's purpose behind the program. I think a lot of the times there can be this, um, this misconception that, you know, with a strength and conditioning or a, or a constantly varied program, it's like, I feel like doing burpees today. So we're going to do burpees. Whereas nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10 here anyways, there's always a, a plan as to like why we're doing the movements that we're doing or, you know, what the macro cycle is or what the micro cycle is. So when we look at our, we'll specifically build and sweat right now, um, what, like what cycle are we in? What is the purpose of what we've been doing over the past, let's say like four weeks? Yeah, well, actually <laughs> it's kind of a funny question because Four weeks ago, we would have finished our last strength cycle. Oh, there we go. And then we had really just like a two-week intermediate period with the holidays where there wasn't any specific program. It was just kind of like a hodgepodge of stuff because we knew people might not come in or come in for um, one day a week. So there was nothing consistent there for that reason. Uh, what we did, uh, what we are doing this week and for the next uh, two and a half months, so three months total, is a strength and aerobic capacity uh, build, which is building strength and building aerobic capacity. <laughs> uh, very, very complex. Oh, yeah, but, okay. But if, if you're like, oh, that sounds really standard, it's like, no, but there's a lot of things we could be doing. We could be doing an Olympic weightlifting uh, cycle. We could be doing gymnastics. We could be do anaerobic training, mm -hmm. sprint training. We could be doing only aerobic training, right? There's a lot of things that we could take the direction. We could also be doing um, a cycle of training, which is uh, so strength developed similar to Olympic weightlifting where you never lift anything for more than five reps mm -hmm. because it's about mass strength development um, or you can be doing a hypertrophy strength pr training program so um, 
there is actually a lot of things that we can do, but right now we're doing a, a strength anaerobic. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Um, so I just want to ask you guys some questions because I know I get this question quite a bit from our from our members, um, and I just want to hear your take on it. If someone comes to us or a member comes to us and just asks, like, you know, why don't we do um, keeping handstand push-ups in class or why are we not doing butterfly pull-ups in class what would be your response or why do you feel that's not a part of our program uh, because we care about your spinal and <laughs> scapular health um, <clears throat> yeah no generally because we go through different f different flows and different phases so right now we're focusing on strength and aerobics uh, you know if you bring us back three months we were doing more of that we were gearing towards the open more than anything it was more of a dynamic phase of training yeah right where we had all this strength developed all these aerobic and anaerobic abilities developed and, and we were expressing it in the most dynamic way that i think we can which is through kipping pull-ups toe to bar uh, muscle ups and different variations of highly based gymnastic skills as well as like olympic weightlifting and so the fact of the matter is, it's just that when we look at developing strength and aerobics, we want to make sure that we develop those those things in a true way and we be able to, we focus on them, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're really going to progress any one thing, you have to be able to focus on it. Otherwise, you're kind of getting better at some things, but it's almost doing people a disservice because they never have the true opportunity to express themselves in the medium that we're trying to develop. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I would just say that right now we're we're focusing on on strength and aerobics, and it's not to say that you're never going to see those kinds of dynamic movements in a class. It's just that they'll have their time and their place based on the priorities that we're setting out in our programming. And for the people who are listening who maybe don't have ring muscle ups or toe to bar or kipping handstand push ups, and when they hear that might be intimidated, know that uh, we're always building the program so that there are scales that are go to scales that the coaches can immediately let you know that you're going to be doing things so that you're staying safe. Um, and if you don't have any business doing one of those movements, because not everyone does, you know, Will talks all the time about having to, uh, to earn the right to do a movement, not in a pretentious way, but just in the fact that like, these skills, they take time to develop, right? You can't just come into a CrossFit gym and start doing kipping pull-ups. Like you yeah. shouldn't be doing a kipping pull-up unless you have three strict pull-ups and a lot of other, at least three strict pull-ups and a lot of other um, markers in place. The fact of the matter is, what do we see? A lot of people do kipping pull-ups before they have strict pull-ups because that's kind of like what is sexy, right? Yeah. And so that's part of the issue of having those movements in classes all the time is that they're so sought after that people end up getting into injuries and then just overtraining and the things that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. Anything you want to add to that or you pretty much nailed it? Uh, just a small thing. So Luke mentioned at one point, he was like just in that little, um, and Luke spiel there that uh, we always have scales for people. Uh, I think people, when they hear scales, they think it's negative. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm doing a scale. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter uh, if you do the same way to someone else. It doesn't matter if you did a jumping pull-up and someone else did a strict pull-up. Because um, what we are about at Movement Strength, I think you guys can agree with the uh, meaning to, like, tell you on the side first is we are interested in people's output and hard work mm -hmm. and we want people to work hard and and have a great workout and have success and progress over time that matters more to us than the number on the board or what they're doing specifically right mm -hmm. and so um, when we have a scale provided in mind it's so that um, all the bases are covered everyone's included uh, we're not excluding people um, but also so that when we're making programming we're actually thinking of everyone 
we're not just thinking about the person who is maybe more advanced and really into this and comes six days a week. We're thinking about the person who is maybe three months in or six months in and is more basic and doesn't have as much capacity and only wants to come three times a week. But that person does want to come and they do want to be included. So we yeah. have to think about what's a system that that uh, helps them too. Yeah, yeah. I know you'll know you'll know this, Luke. Um, when I think of like old school CrossFit programming, it's like program for the best, scale <laughs> for the rest. Yeah. Like we do not have that mentality. No. We used to. yeah and i think like based on what will said i think that sometimes and i might just be repeating what you said but sometimes there's this feeling on people's behalf that like there's almost judgment there right like we're as coaches judging the fact that they can't do x y and z or that the community is judging the fact that they can't do x y and z when in reality what will said is true which is like uh, we don't really care like we we of course want to develop you and we want you to work hard but we definitely don't want you to rush it we want you to take your time in doing it and developing the right habits and the skills and the strength necessary to perform those things excellent in an excellent way um and the community's in a, in a similar in a similar about right like they've all gone through and started at different points mm-hmm. you know if you think of you know where you started isaac 10 20 years ago or 10 years ago rather and same thing with you well i know that if i look back 10 years ago i mean the things the, the things that i was doing <laughs> right um just completely different now so just yeah. know that there's definitely no judgment in in the fact that you have to do a certain thing and we just more than anything want you to, to stay healthy and, and progress in a, in a balanced way yeah absolutely and i know one thing you wanted to talk about a little a little bit about isaac was um like programming and the selections luke and i make for programs and when we program uh workouts for people what we try and keep in mind are what is the best movement or um, time domain to elicit the response we want to get from people so i'll give you an example say we want to do like a 20 or a 30 minute workout um, at like say a moderate intensity low to moderate because it's longer term so this is a good aerobic health promoting activity Um, a really classic like crossfit workout would be something like 100 burpees and 100 pull-ups and 100 thrusters at 100 pounds, yeah. right? And so some people will look at that and be like, oh, that looks amazing. It's going to destroy me and I'm going to build aerobic capacity. But what Luke and I know is 100 burpees, by the time you get to your 50th burpee, if not sooner, your form is going to have degraded a lot faster or has going to have degraded quite a bit. But also the stimulus you're, you're searching after by doing 100 burpees, say long-term aerobic capacity, could much better be tapped into by doing rowing, mm-hmm. wall balls, lunges, running, and variations of those things, which is long-term aerobic abilities without suffering excessive spine usage or shoulder usage or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so we're trying to find the things that make sense in their time domains. We're not trying to just choose arbitrary things. All right, guys, we're going to do 500 reps of this because that's the challenge of the day. It's yeah. what is the best tool for the task? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, we recognize too that that sometimes changes depending on the skill level of, you know, the skill level of the athlete. I mean, or of the of the person who's who's doing it. But I said athlete kind of as I, I guess foreshadowing, which is, if you are a highly competitive CrossFitter, you've probably earned the right and the ability to turn burpees into almost like an aerobic ability. You can cycle them really, really, really well. Um, you can maintain form, and you know how to do that. Uh, there are certainly definitely better ways to, to train aerobically, but 
uh, yeah, the fact of the matter is, is if you're doing a, a kipping pull-up, that's not maintainable in a cyclical fashion for 30 minutes, nor are burpees for most people. Uh, and the same thing would be true for a lot of the kind of more traditional movements that you see. Mm-hmm. It's definitely another podcast I want to do with you guys, all three of us together, because I think it'd be a lot of fun, is one comparing you know, health to fitness. They don't necessarily equate to be the same thing. Um, but that's a, a much bigger discussion than what we can have here. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, an <laughs> even bigger gap is going to be performance, yeah, which you might yeah. have met, meant by fitness, a performance to health. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. That's another, that's the trifecta. That's yeah, I mean, that's even, that's a bigger gap. Um, last thing, I just wanted to take it back to what you're saying about like, you know, being like a, a non-judgmental community, which I'm very, very proud of. When someone comes here and works out, my number one hope um, is that our members make them feel welcome. And I know there was actually a girl that came here yesterday, Jocelyn, it was her first class. Um, she did a little Instagram video afterwards where she was like, you know, I was really scared for my first class, but like everybody made me feel welcome. And um, it got me thinking that the, when we get most excited is when someone who may not see themselves as being super fit does something really exciting meaning they're not giving up during their workout or they get their first pull-up or they do their first real burpee let's say um and that's the stuff that gets us that gets us excited and i'm sorry excited and i think i can kind of speak on behalf of everybody that they would agree because if you think of the videos that like explode on youtube it's when like an 80 year old woman does like a 50 pound clean Whereas there can be another video of a guy doing a 315 pound snatch, but it's kind of like just expected. Whereas when we see ordinary people doing really cool things, um, I know myself, Luke, Will, and the rest of our community gets really excited about that stuff. So don't ever be intimidated to not just try us out, but really any sort of micro gym out there. Um, If CrossFit's something that you've always wanted to do, go check out a CrossFit gym. Like I promise that the community is gonna make you feel really welcome and at the end of the day the most important part is that you're just moving move well eat clean sweat local right yeah (laughs) lucas yeah so although you know our i guess programming and what we do in our classes from a movement perspective doesn't necessarily line up with what traditional crossfits might do like a lot of things what you're talking about right now are what ring true to me and i think probably one of the reasons why we affiliated um, and what most people I think associate with a CrossFit that are not going to change. Yes. Things like the fact that the culture is support or the community is supportive. Yep. Um, we celebrate each other's wins. We're there to encourage one another. Um, you know, we're there to challenge one another and to compete with one another in, a, in the same in the same fashion and light. Um, we're there to support one another. Uh, you know, people do little local competitions outside yep. of it because here's the thing about really solid strength and conditioning protocols is that you become fit and balanced and you can go to competitions and although you're not necessarily doing traditional crossfit do still do really well and we've yeah. seen this time and time again yep. in the way that we trained our people so you know for those of you who are, are listening who are you know the the people who are expecting like the culture and the community that obviously isn't going to change right yeah. like our programming direction is going to not going to change um but the you know the community and the culture and in in the in the, the i guess the living breathing component of our gym is going to stay the same yeah yeah nothing will change just yeah. the class name <laughs> yeah uh that's is there any other bits on programming you guys want to know i'm seeing a lot of shaking heads okay um all right guys well well thank you so much for for tuning in um this is just a glimpse 
behind, I guess, the madness of Luke and Will when it comes to program, programming at movement strength. Just know that there's a method behind the madness of all the different class types that we have. And if you ever did have any questions on the hows or whys behind our programming, please don't re don't hesitate to uh, reach out and ask us. I know these two would, would love to talk your ear out about it. Um, so until next time, if you enjoyed this, feel free to share this with a friend. Um, if you were just interested in a little bit more about what Movement Strength does, hopefully this provided some clarity. Have the best day ever, everybody. And Luke and Will, thank you guys so much for hopping on. Always great to be here. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye for now, guys. <laughs>